Welcome back, Pinball Nerds, episode 210 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and today I'm very excited to have with me Mr. Michael Todd of Speed City Records. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm really well. Uh, so I've been trying to get you here on the podcast for a while and, of course, come to a stream. And I just wanted to thank you for uh, doing that because I know you came in a little early. You weren't even working today. No, I wasn't. I came in at uh, just, to, just for this. What a guy. Well, huh? he's like, what a guy. I come in Mondays no matter what for, the, for our pinball league every Monday. That's right. That's right. But you came in a little early and I appreciate it. Uh, we do have up here Kiss, which we're going to be playing today, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I first wanted to start by asking you, how did you originally get into pinball and how long ago was it? Uh, I originally got into pinball well, when I was a little kid in the 70s, mm -hmm. like everybody else. Mm -hmm. you know, going to the cottage, you know, even back when EMs were the only kind of pinball, that's when I got into pinball. When yep. I was, you know, up to here on you. But uh, you know, I never started. I never bought my first pinball machine until 19 uh, no 2004. Okay. 2003. Okay. Early 2000s. Yeah, and I was in my. What was your 30s. first uh, machine? It was a 1976 Williams Grand Prix. Nice. You don't have that anymore, I don't think. You don't uh, have that same No, one. my friend has it. Really? Has the the same, same one. I sold it, and it went around in a loop, and it went yep. to a few other people, and it's come back to me very close. So oh, that's may, awesome. It may end up back. back. <laughs> Could get back to you someday. Isn't that great? Yes. That's the wonderful thing about pinball being a small world. From time to time, you say goodbye to your lover, your wonderful pinball machine, your best friend, and sometimes you get to see him again. He comes back and hangs out like a long-lost friend, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, you actually own one of my favorite pinball machines, and one that I'm considering buying a new inbox for my first new inbox. You have Star Trek at your house. I do. Star Trek Pro. What do you think of that machine? It's a great game. Oh, it's so really fast. Nice. Yeah, it's fast. It's interesting. It's, it's, I love the theme. I'm yep. a Star Trek-y, so I, I like it. It's a good game. It's a good Steve Ritchie game. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love that thing. Just the speed on it, and I'm not a big Trekkie. I'm more of a Star Wars guy. Of course, I'm, uh, our, our, um, uh, Podcasting equipment is right beside Star Wars here. You could see if you're watching this. You can go watch this interview live uh, on your Pimble Nerds podcast, all lowercase, under the Twitch channel. Uh, but something I saw that my good friend Melvis Megaphone, who just came through here, we are doing pinball later on tonight, so some people will be running through. He just showed me a picture of a place in Port Stanley that has a custom Speed City Records pinball machine. But before we get into that, tell everybody a little bit about Speed City Records. Uh, Speed City Records is my record store here in London, Ontario, and it uh, started in uh, 19, 1997. Yeah, I think I would have been 17. Yeah, I was 26 when I opened this thing up. And, you uh, probably don't remember me because a lot of people came through there, but I do remember coming upstairs on yeah. Richmond, like above David's Bistro, right? Richmond and Carling, right? Close Somewhere along there. Yeah, my yeah. first location when I was downtown, I was down there for 11 years. Wow. So, you know, of course, lots of CDs, but I always did the vinyl thing. And, mm -hmm. uh, um, towards the end of my reign down there, when I, I actually had a pinball machine, I had a ten. Did you really? I had a ten Newton in there. Nice for a little while. Um, just towards the end, when I was getting ready to move to my second location, and I've uh, been had pinball machines connected to the store ever since. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, for many years, your machines were the machines that call the office, supporting Monday Night Pinball. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, no, the, the machines we call the office are here now. Yeah, um, we're continuing the pinball leagues here, and uh, it's 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 a lot of fun, and uh, doing it every Monday, just as we did at the office. Mm -hmm. and, uh, there isn't as many games, but uh, we got a tight spot, but we're making it work. 
making it work. And such a good crew, what's, such an excellent camaraderie of people who are just great friends. And I remember I was even speaking to someone, I don't want to out them per se, but I said, oh my gosh, when you're going on this trip or something, you're going to be playing pinball. And she was like, no, I mostly just come here to play pinball because I love you guys. Right? Like, so there's so much of this community yeah. that she actually just enjoys hanging out with the people. So sometimes you don't even know that. Some times people are closet non-pinball nerds, surprisingly. They're just here to hang out with everybody and enjoy it. Um, let's go back to the Speed City Records. Uh, is it called a retheme or a reskin? Would you call it that that pinball machine? It's uh, rethemed. Okay, rethemed. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what which machine was it originally? It was a 1976. Um, not the, not Target Alpha, but the tube, Solar City, the tube, Solar the tube City, right, right, right. Target right. Alpha. Yes. Okay, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And you got some help doing that from Kyle Pern, I believe. Kyle Pern did, yeah. He did the it whole was thing. Actually done without my knowledge. At no first. way. Suddenly, yeah, him and Corey Cook decided, hey, let's re retheme a pinball machine. Yeah. And so they decided to do Speed City, and of course they uh, they did it. They did a great job on it. And then they both take me out to Kyle's house, yeah. feed me some liquor, yeah. and convince me to buy it. And I'm like, well, I have to buy it because my face is on the, <laughs> right. I'm on the play field, I'm on the back glass, I got friends on here, Julie Dorser's on there, and yeah. you know, the, the best, probably the best pinball player in London, Ontario. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, probably. Well, darn. In our league. Well, maybe not. She doesn't. I would say. I would say recently for sure. Like she's she qualified third of yeah. what 130 or 140 people at Allentown. Yeah, she's been she's been kicking ass. She's been she's been lighting that up. And that wasn't just the girls' tournament. That was like out of every freaking buddy. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was the qualified third. So she's just been tearing it up. And I think that she's been traveling around to these tournaments so much dedication for so long. She knows a wider breadth of uh, I don't even a wider breadth of machine, a wider breadth of machine. I don't even know what that word is, but she knows a wider amount of machines than do you know what I mean? Like a typical then I would know because I only play a couple of the machines here and there. She's been to hundreds of tournaments and far yeah. and wide. Yeah, she's pretty active. Now I do have a question for you. Out of all of the times that you go to Allentown, from what I understand, you don't typically play in the tournament. I've never played in an Allentown tournament. Really? I was I, just so I'm just such a competitive pinball nerd yeah. that I knew if I had the chance to ever go somewhere and play pinball, I would do it. Why I, is it that you don't play when you're down there? I'm not. Half the time when I play pinball, especially at home or in my base, I don't even pay attention to the score. I just like beating a ball around inside of um, inside this box. Yeah. I, I really don't. I don't get all competitive about no, it. No, you don't. I, I can't. That. I can turn on the competitive side. I mean, but I've seen you sometimes in finals just kind of quiet it. down and yeah. turn it up a little. Yeah, I get focused. I mean, the biggest thing is... You but you're get, not that guy smashing the machine. No, anymore. but to get really competitive in the pinball, you got to get outside of your head. And I have a yeah. hard time doing that. I, I got so many things going on here being a business guy. And mm -hmm. I'm always, you know, got, you know, this is attached to my business. So there's just so many things always going on. I can never, ever just... There's no end Get to it, really. Get in the zone where I need to be. Mm -hmm. and, and and it takes a lot of time and a lot of practice to develop that skill. I know I'm never going to be that pinball player. And I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. I just like playing pinball. I mean, I can hold my own in a tournament. And I'm not terribly embarrassed by you know right. how badly I do. <laughs> but... Uh, but I've noticed that some nights you seem really turned on and like, you yeah. know, no one get in my way, I'm going to win. And then other nights you're like pretty mellow. You're like, meh. I'm here. I brought all the pinball machines. That's good enough, guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it's just, you know, whatever's going on for the day. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. It travels into the, the night for sure. Yeah. And 
this this retheme, this reskin, if it ever goes up for sale, you got to give me dibs, man. What a cool story, right? Like I'm heading out to the East Coast now. Yeah. So if someday, sometime, somewhere, you decide you have to part ways with it, you let me know first. Okay. Well, maybe Milkman gets first dibs. But you can give me second dibs. All right. Milkman's on the play field, so yeah. He's already on the play field, so he probably already has first dibs. Yeah. Fair enough. And then Julie, of course, and everyone else who's on there. But yeah. um, that's so cool. I'm hoping to do a reskin or a retheme uh, into Harry Potter, which happens to be one of my favorite themes. And uh, she said that they would never make a pinball machine. It's like, why? What's so wrong with pinball? But anyways, people, you know, people get a little bit, a little bit grumpy from time to time about these things. What would you tell people who are going to Allentown or have maybe never gone? Would you, like, say I go next year for my first time. Would you sure. encourage me to go play the tournament? Or should I just chill and enjoy? Because wouldn't I be ruining half of both You're the days? You're the wrong guy. Like, I don't even pay attention to the tournament. I don't even go near the tournament. Okay. <laughs> I do the wander around, you know, looking for a deal, looking for a part. I'm not aggressively buying pinball machines like I was a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. In fact, this year I, I left Allentown empty-handed. I didn't wow. even go the full two days. Did you have a short list of a couple you wanted if you saw them? No, I was determined not to buy anything. Good for I you. Was just like, I gotta control myself. And He's sober. on a pinball diet. I'm sobering up. <laughs> He's sobering so, up. <laughs> so, I mean, but there's, I recommend going to Allentown. There's so mm. many different facets to it, and Allentown itself has a lot to offer to it. In fact, the Saturday, I never even went back to the, the convention, went and explored the Wheels Museum, and went to the rec uh, Double Decker Records, one of the best record stores in America, mm -hmm. and, um, and just hung out, got some yummy Mexican food, and, mm -hmm. and just checked out Allentown, too, and hung out in the parking lot. I mean, half the parties, too, hanging out in the parking lot. It's like a tailgate party, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. Well, hopefully next year I get to go to Allentown, and... If I go, I probably will still do the tournament. I'm not going to lie, but I will try to do the tournament and still have some of the enjoyment of doing all of the other things. Uh, for me, myself, I am just kind of getting into pinball. I've only purchased a couple machines throughout the years. Do you have any advice for someone that's kind of newer into pinball about what to watch out for when buying a new machine? Like, don't maybe buy a project machine for your first machine if you're not if you don't have the the skills. Like, you know me, I can barely. You know, I, I can barely change a flat tire if I had to. I'm not really a mechanical guy, so... Yeah, you don't ever buy a project for your first game. That's the worst thing you can do. That'll turn mm -hmm. you off pinball. That's a nightmare. That could get you into hundreds of dollars more than you want us to be able to spend on it. It's going to be something that might sit sit around for a year and you won't even be able to play it. Right. Um, I mean, so it, it all But you also maybe don't want to get do a new in-box because the expense is big. So maybe look for... A 90s or early 2000 used machine that wasn't too heavily routed or something. Maybe or? it depends. On, it, it all depends on your budget. It depends right. on how much how much money you got. If you've got I mean, the, the, the nice thing about pinball is generally if you buy it right, you can get your money back, a good chunk of it anyway. It's mm -hmm. not gonna take. You're not gonna take a big haircut on the sale. Right. You're even buying a brand new game. It's not. It's, you know, I'm gonna consider. Oh, this is just a rental or a place to park my money for a little while. Mm -hmm. I'll get a lot of it back. And it's safer than stocks, people. You heard it here first on the Pinball Nerds podcast. Yeah, and that's you can, right. You can, enjoy, you can enjoy it. I mean, you, you work hard for your money. Why do you enjoy it? I mean, I get people that come and talk to me all the time about buying pinball machines for their house. Mm -hmm. And then they're, they get turned off by the price of them. And I always tell them, I say, look, you're worth it. You work hard for your money. Right. You're worth it. Why don't you spend a little bit of money on yourself? You're not losing it. 
you could go and buy a brand new computer or a brand new television set in a couple of years. It's not worth anything. No, and the TV image looks the exact same on the new one as it did the old one. Yeah, yeah there is that. But the pinball machine that you you know you, you thought you paid too much money for, you're gonna get most of your money back, if not mm -hmm. more, or, or close to the same when you go to move it along. Are you able to tell me maybe just about one story? I don't want to out some particular person, but can you think of one time when you got a really good deal, say even years ago at Allentown on a machine? Shopped it up, kept it for a while, and sold it for more. Can you think of a specific example? Like, have you ever more than doubled your money or something like that? I'm just out of curiosity. Yeah. My money, I, I don't even. Because four or five years ago, when you started purchasing, the the costs were a lot lower. Yeah. Now I, the mid '90s machines are like six, seven, eight grand for even you know a good Adams family now. Yeah, I mean, I could talk about my creature from the Black Lagoon. I bought it off a friend of mine for twenty-eight hundred dollars. Yeah. Ten years ago. <laughs> and I mean, we you know we see those games selling Eight, for nine, know, six, seven, you know, Canadian. This is Canadian yeah. money, not yeah. American. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen I've seen nice ones go for eight or nine on on, yeah. on Pinside in Canadian funds. So yeah. So when I look back at all the games I could have bought, you know, but I you know I switch out games and sell them. And I generally sold within the community, and I didn't try to. I was always happy to just get my money back right. or make a few hundred bucks if the Especially if you cleaned it, it up or fixed it a bit. Yeah, I've even sold stuff and took a bit of a loss on it too because mm -hmm. I just wanted it to go away or I had another purchase or I had, had well, for whatever reason. So I've never been aggressively buying games, fixing them up and trying to, to make a lot of money off it. It's I sell records for a living. It's, it's that's your, to, right. That's, that's how I make my money. Pinball is more my hobby. And, I mean, routing them is something that I did for a few years at Call the Office and now they're kind of on they're on route here at the store but it's i'm not aggressively trying to make a lot of money off this stuff right well that's that's part of what i like about pinball is a lot of times if you can buy from a friend or a family member or someone in the community it's always advisable because there's less chance of that person trying to burn you yeah right? there's a, there's a lot of that sort of activity that goes on with pinball machines i mean buyer beware there's a there's a, every walk of life is out there but for the most part most of the people that you'll meet in pinball, I mean, join a league, get involved in you know your local community. Mm -hmm. it, it polices itself pretty good. They do. And people get to figure out who you know. You get to figure out pretty quickly who you want to deal with and who you don't want to deal with. Right. So, and that's what I recommend anybody that wants to really get into pinball. I mean, join the leagues, go out there and talk to people. Mm -hmm. Getting you know, it doesn't doesn't take a whole lot of time and effort. And you know what? You'll actually enjoy it. It's, it's yeah. time well spent. And like you said, you're not even super competitive. You just like, like doing the weekly league more so for the community and to hang out with everybody. And sometimes I go all night here and I don't even talk about pinball when I'm not playing. Yeah. We talk about music. We talk about whatever's happening, right? Yeah, so. it's, a, it's a night out and it's a cheaper night out and it's a, I, I just like it. I, I, I'm a hobbyist and I get to share this passion with other people and we get to talk. Sometimes we talk about pinball, sometimes we'll talk about tonight, we'll talk about the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. Go Raptors! Or, or whatever we're going to talk about. We'll have it on the big TV and, you know, or sometimes we talk about you know craft beer like we talked about earlier yeah so. yeah or whatever whatever's just happening right so um well i'm really 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 gonna miss monday night pinball yeah we're gonna, miss we're gonna miss you albert so. <laughs> i love coming here i told people for years i never left the house on mondays because i was grumpy unless oh, i had yeah. to for work but just recently i you know just the last two years or so i came around on mondays and they become one of my favorite nights and i hope when i go out to the east coast they don't go back to being boring um, but thank you so much for taking all the time to do this today. If you're listening to the podcast right now, it's quarter after seven Eastern Standard Time. You have about an hour and a little bit to come watch us play on the live stream. 
It's going to be really fun. It's going to be exciting. And if you're listening to this tomorrow or past, you'll be able to go on the Pimmel Nerds Podcast Twitch channel and watch us play some Kiss. We're going to do a quick three strikes tournament. You ready to play? I'm ready to play. All right. Give one last shout out for anyone who doesn't know where Speed City Records is here in London. If they're coming by and they want to play some pinball, buy some awesome records. Speed Whereabouts are you? Speed City Records. We're at 294 Springbank Drive in the lovely west end of, of London, Ontario, Canada. Um, quick detour off the 401. Yeah, really easy to find. Yeah, and they've got Kiss, Iron Man, Star Wars, Ghostbusters, High Speed, and the game that Johannes just won the IFPA 16 World Championships yesterday on, Bram Stroker's Dracula. That's right. So, uh, last thing I want to do before we go is just tell us about that band that you uh, got us to play in on there. S.O.D.? Oh, S.O.D. Yeah. That's not S.O.D. No, I know. Tell us about them. That's who, that's who played at the start of the podcast. Oh, Stormtroopers of Death. That's yeah, Stormtroopers of Death. I listened to a lot in, back in the 80s. And Scott Ian mm-hmm. was in that band. And Scott Ian is, of course, the musician who wrote the music for the new Black Knight. Oh, that's right. There is your pinball tie-in, guys. And tonight we're going to be going out with the meanies, Punch in Air. Until next time, eat, sleep, and breathe mother-frickin' pinball.